You're listening to Pain to Power Podcast, a series of inspirational stories from world-class leaders and high achievers, where you will hear all about past traumas, hardships, and getting through the pain, fighting against all odds, dominating goals and dreams, and now impacting lives. I am your host, Kayla Cardona. This is the podcast that will have you realize your own vision of success, regardless of your circumstances, to unlock your potential. Welcome to Pain to Power. Let's go. Hello. Welcome back, guys and gals. Uh, I know it has been a while since I have recorded or posted an episode, and um, this month has been insane. Anyone else? Anyone else? Oh, man. I've been ready for it to be over since December 1st. Uh, anyways, but um, I wanted to get into something extremely important. Um, first off, I was thinking of different things, uh, topics to talk about uh, in my next episodes, and I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I've been doing, um, talking to mentors and, uh, I've gotten a therapist. (laughs) Let me say something about a therapist. So for years and years and years, I never got a therapist because, um, I connected it with something that was negative. Like it was, oh, only people that need professional help needs a therapist or, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm taking care of myself or, you know, something along those lines. And it took me a while to understand that actually even the most healthiest people in the world still have therapists or counselors or, uh, people just to talk to, you know what I mean? Someone that you can trust and someone that, um, you know, that won't judge you. So I recently started seeing a counselor. I'm not a huge fan of the word therapist. Anyway, so I'm just going to say counselor. And um, it has been opening up my eyes to different parts of me. And I feel like I've been really dissecting and getting super deep into myself and really pinpointing different areas of myself and my life, things that I'm still struggling with and things like that. And so I decided that I wanted to do a series of different fears. And I have many, 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 many fears. (laughs) And, um, you know, you hear all the stories out there and the podcasts that you hear and stuff like that. And everyone always talks about, um, you know, after the fact, right? So what I want to do is something very, very different. I want to bring you guys on with me during my healing during my process and what I'm learning and, and things like that. I think it's extremely important because it's, I'm finding out that, you know, it's very extremely common, all these things that I feel. And sometimes it's easy to feel like you're alone. So this episode, I am going to get into um, one so I'm going to call it fear number one, not that they're in different in the, in certain orders, but, um, or I might just name it by the fear anyways. Um, so this one is, um, called imposter syndrome. 
I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but this is something very new that I've learned um, kind of recently. And it's, it's very interesting and it's very common too as well. And so um, let me actually pull up the dictionary. Let me pull it up on my phone. Okay. Alrighty. So the dictionary meaning for imposter syndrome is can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters, quote unquote, suffer from a chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So in other words, feeling like a fraud quote unquote, not owning everything that you have already achieved and have this interesting way of looking back and connecting the dots to everything that has happened to you that brings you to where you are today. It sounds very familiar for those that know me personally. Not giving much credit to yourself and what you have accomplished. Um, a cause of this can be when you're um, separated from the pack, uh, causing that that desire to belong, to not um, not wanting to be rejected or getting judged. Um, one of our greatest needs as humans is to feel like we're that we belong, right? To have our tribe for safety and survival. Um, so we're talking about family or friends or, you know, um, a community, right? So when we're separated, we have this sense of loss of control and come up with coping mechanisms. Like for example, lying a lot is an example, uh, being afraid you're going to get found out or getting kicked out, Right. People with imposter syndrome don't take themselves or their accomplishes seriously. Not being fully present in your body, how you treat people and how you think about yourself and the success that you have built, or you're possibly feeling insecure or worrying about what others may think of you, don't feel like you belong in your current life, so you feel like you're an imposter, right? So that's a little bit more of a detailed version of like what imposter syndrome is, okay? So if this sounds like you, keep listening. If not, keep listening because I still think it's great information for people to know. Um, so you, when you have imposter syn syndrome, you don't feel a sense of ownership in your life that you have created. So you start questioning yourself a lot. You haven't fully embraced who you have become. So for me, it starts all the way back in my past from my own family. When the kids and the parents were always kind of separated, we always had like a kid table and the adults had the adult table. Um, that separation of being just a kid that uh, lasted actually all the way up to my adult years. Uh, growing up, I wanted desperately for both my parents to accept me and I would lie to make everyone happy. Um, 
my parent, both my parents divorced when I was very, very young. So I had a stepmom and, you know, it was one of those, like every other weekend you go to your mom, then you come back home, da, da, da. Like it was that, you know, so it's going back and forth. And when you're going back and forth to uh, completely different households, you know, that was tough as a child, uh, trying to make everyone happy, right? So from a very young age, I was always, I was already learning to do this, right? So lying became my coping mechanism and trying to fit in. For all my childhood, I felt like I wasn't good enough or uh, they always like criticized me like nothing I did was right, even in my adult life. You know, for example, a couple of years ago, uh, my dad even told me that he still looks at me like I am that still that 17 year old pregnant daughter that wasted her entire life. And I actually didn't realize how much that affected me over the years. Um, but you know, things like that definitely can spike something inside of you and you don't realize that. And it doesn't start kind of coming up till later in your life sometimes. So also, um, Another example is I wasn't the best student growing up either. I was always grounded because of my grades. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if they like assumed I didn't care or whatever, because I was always getting punished for it, right? So when, but I don't think they ever considered that I just had a different way of learning and in taking information. In fact, I didn't find out until much later in my adult life that I have ADD and mild dyslexia. Okay, I didn't find this out until probably only two years ago, and I'm turning 31 this month. Um, so that's that's a long time of not realizing that you have some learning differences, right? So, but it never got diagnosed. So for most of my life. I felt very stupid, very stupid, and which affected my self-esteem and my confidence. And I didn't realize this until, I don't know, I think when I spoke to my stepmom, I don't know what it was, but she said a comment that is kind of stuck with me. And she said that, um, she said something along the lines that I always felt like I was stupid. And for someone else to say that, out loud on the outside of you, it's different when you're thinking about it because it's normal to you, right? So when you hear someone else say it, you're like, oh shit, like you're right, you know? So, um, and then like, or, or, you know, with social media years ago, uh, you know, I would make it seem like I have it all together. Right. And so that was my, my, I wasn't like lying about things, but I was making things look a certain way. So, and to me, it felt like I was kind of lying, you know? Um, and uh, so when you build those type of coping mechanisms, it could be, and it could be d- different things for different people, but it, it helps you become kind of like a chameleon, right? To blend in with the crowd or to feel belonged. So it's actually very, very common, especially in the professional setting. Um, It happens because you're doing something new and you're learning and that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? It's the feeling that people are going to find out that you don't know what you're doing or 
you're new to a career and you feel like an imposter because you don't have as much experience as you would like people to know. So looking back, you know, built for me for building my career in the beauty industry to getting into real estate and creating this podcast and being interviewed and speaking on stages and all the changes that I have made mentally, emotionally, and even physically, it's no wonder that I've been feeling some imposter syndrome. Um, This has been happening to me recently. And I've said, I've had someone actually contact us. There was a, there was an event that um, I was supposed to speak at that I actually ended up not going because I was busy with work, but uh, they contact, they somehow found the maker of the event, which was very interesting. And um, this person, it was a fake account course. And they were talking all kinds of crap saying, how could you have Kayla Cardona speak on stage when she rents a room and blah, 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 which was actually very interesting because, well, I don't rent a room. And that is actually part of my story that I tell people that happened to me seven years ago. Um, so I was like, oh, this person obviously, obviously doesn't know who I am, but it's interesting that they would take that piece of my story and try to use it against me today. I just thought that was odd. But however, you know, reading that and all the other things that this person was saying about me, it was super easy to start getting into my own mind and in my own head, right? Um, and, you know, it's, it's every time you do something for the first time, you're probably going to feel a little like an imposter, but you just have to remind yourself that you're learning. You're going to feel like a fraud, quote unquote, but you have to just keep showing up and going, you're going to get these skills over time. And the next thing you know, you're going to get more comfortable and eventually you'll, you know, feel like a pro. Also, it could be other things like, for example, if you lost a ton of weight, right? Or a relationship status, like people may know you as married or single and now you're the opposite, right? Or even being sober. That's a big one that I've learned from uh, observing uh, friends that I have or uh, acquaintances. And you you know, especially for that one, like you may question the new you because you held on to the old you for so long, right? Or maybe you're in the in-between phase where you know you're not the old version of you, but you haven't fully embraced the new self. Um, And actually, that's that's called, oh my gosh, (laughs) I don't know what that was. No, that is actually called authenticity limbo is what they call it. Uh, I can relate. I needed to learn to remind myself and be proud of what I have accomplished because if I don't, I haven't truly accepted the new me. And in a way, it's kind of like my unconscious mind is believing I am undeserving of the success or the success that is coming. And if you feel or believe that you're undeserving, then you're actually blocking more blessings to come to you if if you don't truly believe it, right? 
this is huge. You guys, this is huge for everyone listening to this and not, it's just not talked about enough. I haven't heard anyone really talk about this much. And you're also, uh, you also probably heard of it being called identity crisis. That's a, that's a big one. Um, but you need to own the change. Okay. Uh, I was sitting down with my partner the other day and um, I think it was like after a day where I was just making mistakes on mistakes on mistakes. And I was like, oh my God, I wanted to break down and cry. I probably most likely did. And I remember he pulled me aside and uh, we sat down, we started talking and, and I thought automatically he was going to tell me everything I've done wrong, right? That's automatically my head is what I'm thinking of because my brain is still wired to think that way, which I'm working on. And the first thing that came out of his mouth is, Kayla, what is your, what is a small win that you've gone through uh, recently? And I just sat there and I just looked at him and I was thinking and I was thinking and I was thinking and I'm like, "Uh, well, nothing's really new. I don't, I can't really say. And he was like, okay, but how many losses or how many mistakes have you made? And without me saying anything more, he basically was like, I bet you can list a whole entire long list of it. Right. And I'm like, absolutely. And so that made me think, and it's just like, gosh, like I don't give myself enough credit for the things that I do, even the little things, they don't have to be big. They don't have to be freaking world changing, you know, but it could be the smallest things. And so it's easy to fall into that. Right. So another thing you may feel is when, when you're having imposter syndrome is you feel more introverted, right? Here's the thing about that. You have to understand the difference uh, between being introverted and isolating yourself. Okay. This is another big one. Being introverted is when you get drained from being around a lot of people for a large amount of time. Isolation is a choice you make to control what's around you. It's a fear mechanism to avoid being called out or found out, right? You can't control what people think, so you rather hide or not show up. Now, I'm not saying that this is for everyone, you know. Um, there's, I've talked about isolation before where, you know, when you're in really toxic relationships, being isolated in the sense of being single and, and you know, not even dating, you know, and getting through that healing uh, you know, that's what I mean as far as um, that sort of isolation. But when you're choosing to stay away from, you know, not just not showing up, period. And it, could, it doesn't even have to be a place. It could be doing things that you know you should be doing, right? Think about a time in your past that you got triggered where you felt like you needed to fit in or you needed to lie or maybe you were a class clown or tried to blend in or be the teacher's pet or not showing up because you're not who you think they think you are, right? So you got to think to yourself, what happened to you in your past? How long ago did it start? 
What did you do to manage the fear? So you got to ask yourself those questions, learn to catch it, take control, and redirect your thoughts before you get into the same old ways of thinking. And keep in mind, when you're labeled something, it's from other people, okay? It's their control, not yours, not from you. It's not so much talking about having a problem with being different. I'm more so talking about the fear of losing control of what others may think of you or say. And I think this message is so important to share, especially with today's world of wanting to fit in and feeling belonged and the kids, you know, you got to learn to change your response to fear. You can't manage other people's opinions. You will drive yourself crazy. And because if you feel like you don't belong, then you will start seeing a whole, the whole world in a different way, in that way. And it's important to realize that right now, you know, it's scary. Yes, it's, it's extremely scary. And that's why so many people avoid this. You know, for example, networking events. When I went to my first networking event, it was so nerve-wracking. Uh, I always felt like I needed to bring a friend um, all the time. Otherwise, I would, I would never go alone. But because I became aware that I, I'm on my own, right? Or for some, it could be the gym. You know, you want to be part of a group or you just, you want to fit in, especially if you don't feel like you're not even fit, right? This is just fear triggering you. You need to change your response in this belief that you don't fit in. So ask yourself, who do you want to be? Own your story and learn to retell your story. When people asked I would tell them that I was always in trouble because I always had really bad grades. I just had a really hard time in school. Okay. And for most of my life, I truly believe that I was dumb, like extremely stupid. Okay. And that was just who I was. Today you ask me, and because I decided to change my story, it's still the same, just saying it in a different way. I say, I grew up with undiagnosed ADD and mild dyslexia, and even though it was a challenge, the fact that I even finished under my circumstances is incredible. And that has actually helped me in the long run because it has forced me to think more creative and I see things other people can't see because my brain works differently, right? So, and by the way, to all the parents, okay, if your kids have a different way of learning or is struggling in school or anything outside from their home, please, please, please be a safe place for your kids to come home to. Do you know how draining and frustrating it is throughout their day to not only struggle, but to try to their best to hold everything and hide everything they think is wrong with themselves? It drains everything out of them. So when they come home, the last thing they need is more draining and more stress and more confrontation. It's not fair to them. 
I think it's safe to say that our educational system is not a one size fits all. And if your kids go to public school, most likely they are put in a class with 30 other kids. Like the teacher has time to individually, individually help each kid on their own. Right? No. I remember one time my son told me the reason why he got a bad grade uh, was because he rushed through it to get it done because they are timed. And I realized when you see other kids getting up before you is actually really intimidating. It's it all of a sudden becomes about a race rather than slowing down and using all the time you need to um, focus and get it done correctly. Right. But every kid is different. Some need more time that, you know, than others. And anyways, you need just, you need to make home a safe place for them to come and just let it out. And even if they need to have a mental breakdown, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, the kids that just have a really hard time in school. Don't feel panicked if they're not good in school or, you know, they um, don't like school or whatever the case may be. Uh, there's many, 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 many uh, studies out there about that. And it's just, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the most amazing, most successful people that I know didn't even pass high school. Okay. So anyways, I'm not going to get into super deep into that right now, but my point is I want to end this episode with saying you get to choose who you want to be. So when you have imposter syndrome, it's very easy after someone says a comment or brings back something you did or said in the past to get triggered and start questioning. Am I? This is where you come in and say, absolutely I am and recognize these triggers and continue to remind yourself who you are today and that your past does not define you. If your fear is losing control, remember you can only control your thoughts and feelings, not others ever. Being too serious or trying to hide it gives it too much power. Own your story, learn to tell it differently, and be proud of how far you have came. Celebrate those small little wins. It makes a really big deal. That's why it's important to have your moment of gratitude too as well. You know, do this before you go to bed. Do this every morning you wake up, whatever it works for you. And I read this quote the other day and it just really resonated to me and it really touched me. And it was, who I was does not dictate who I am or becoming. All my change came from me and I need to own that. When you own your story and explain it in a way that empowers you, it allows you to take control of the narrative. It changes the way your mind views everything. It's not what you say. It's what you do, what you demonstrate that makes you who you are. Thanks again, guys, so much for listening. And if this um, resonated towards you, if it, if it brought value to you, if it helped you in any way, please um, comment or send me a message or screenshot it and post it on your Instagram story. Tag me. I will repost and um, 
you know, I, I appreciate every single one of you. I see all of your messages. Of course, I reply to all of you guys too, as well, but your comments and I just appreciate you guys so much. And, you know, if you feel like this needs to be heard, uh, from someone else that you can think of, send it to them and tell them to listen to it right now. You know, <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much. Um, I can't wait to, uh, record the other episodes on, um, I think there's going to, I'm going to cover at least like six fears and it's really big and it's really huge. And I just feel like it needs to be talked about more. So anyways, you guys are amazing. I love you. I'll see you in the next one.